Hi, everyone. Welcome back again to the Iconist Podcast. One of your two crazy hosts here. This is Barry3D for Deep Dark Delicious. Hey, and on my side, I go by the name of DJ Rod C. Holla, holla at your boy. Come on, son. We want to have some fun. Okay, hi. What's up, people? How you doing, man? How you doing? Holla if you hear me. Holla if you hear me. I'm good. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of wrestling. I've been watching a lot of wrestling, which kind of ties in with this, right? So first yeah. of all, you know, thank you everyone for tuning in once again. Thank you for watching this one. Uh, we're going to jump in. And before we jump in, once again, we're going to do our usual roundabout. And what I mean about the roundabout, we're going to turn around and say shout outs to people we know and like and say you should follow them too. So first of all, we want to give a big shout out to our man, Rod's Taking Notes. And make notes of it. You can see it on the, below on our channel and, and, and find it on the media. So we're giving it up to uh, uh, my man, Jimmy English, you know, with Back to the Balcony. Look for the, the microphone on the red background. They talk about all movies, you know, and even past the 80s now. He's doing them all. So he started season two of his podcast. Really a lot of fun. And, and he has different comedians on there, like myself and a whole bunch of others. Um, and they come in there. We pick our movie. He'll watch it. We both watch it. And then we sit down and on his podcast for about an hour-ish, we just get right in there and talk about the, the the unknowns the good the bad the ugly the whole nine yards have some fun with it mm. so yes definitely check him out back to the balcony with jimmy english and guest uh you can find the link on that through my website uh another person to shout out is my comedy brothers right so that's dave sakalowski that's thomas patrice that's zolf ali and they all have their own individual sites you can find their individual media but we together form touch of gray you know, so picture this way. We we are like the Canadian version of the Plastic Cup Boys. We're the Canadian version of, you know, blue color comedy. The difference is this group is diverse, right? So we got two black guys, one brown guy, one Polish guy. We're all in there. We're having a good time. Uh, touch a great comedy. Look us up. Once again, link below. You'll see it. Join it. We got over 80 videos and have kicked off our season two of our madness. So uh, please. Yeah, Exactly. You know, you're still with us. Thank you so much for rolling with us. Like, subscribe, and share. Don't forget, we also have, you know, so we got a lot of venues. So we do the videos drop every Tuesday morning on the Iconist podcast on our YouTube page at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. And every Wednesday morning, they come on Iconist.podbean.com. So Iconist.podbean.com. But also, we're on Spotify and iTunes, and all those other services that you can find the audio of our podcast. So please, you know, um, follow, listen, go back, check the catalog. We got, you know, 20-something uh, videos. We're going to hit, you know, 30 soon enough. So thank you for rocking with us. And if you want to find out all the links for all the stuff that I do, very simple. You go to Barry3D.com. And last and not least, the man that makes us look pretty on this screen. Give it up for our boy, Jason Reese, better known as J-Bird. J-Bird. At J-Bird Digital Arts, you'll find him on all social media. He's the one that's designed our templates, our logos, everything like that. And even our merchandise. You can go and catch our merchandise through Redbubble. You can get a Barry 3D shirt and other merchandise. You can get an Iconist shirt and other merchandise, you know, hoodies and all that stuff, water bottles. So all the support is, you know, appreciated. Thank you so much. And as I said, you can find all those links on Barry3D.com. Go to my blog page, see where I'm going to be at. Tag me, hashtag me, the whole nine yards. Join. Have a good time. My man, Rod, hmm. where can we find you? Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Well, I can be found. On the internet! <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> I'm on the internet. No, I'm on the internet, son. No, seriously. You, you, definitely, you can find me on Instagram. You know, I'm all over the place, but you can find me on Instagram. Search for Mr. Rod C, M R R O D C. That's you can find me. Follow me there. Make a shout out. Let me know you, you found out, found me through here. That's great. Also, you can find me on Twitch. I DJ there, having fun. You know, it's a great environment. You know, great interaction. Everybody loves. You know, music playing. Everyone's having fun. We're having some good times, making jokes, just bringing some liveliness. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. That's where you can find me. Hit it. And that's it. Here's Chill. It. Don't bump, don't bump the go. turntables. <laughs> switch. Switch. Blow. 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 Switch. Blow. Blow. Switch. <laughs> oh, man. And, and that's <laughs> the beauty of it. So we, we're kicking it off. Thank you for joining us. 
first week in up in October, and we're kicking off. You know, October. We all know October is about ghouls and goblins, but it's also about magic. So we're going to talk about mystical characters over the month of October. And who's the mystical it. character we're talking about? You saw it in the name. We know we're talking about Juggernaut. Juggernaut. That's what right. Juggernaut. Juggernaut is a mystical person. Yes, I don't understand, well. Barry. Please explain. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. So Juggernaut, right? And, and we'll give him, he is a mystical character. A lot of people assume that because he's in the X-Men universe, he's in the X-Men movies or, or and, you know, and those crossovers, mm-hmm. he's a mutant. You assume that he's a stepbrother of Charles Xavier. He's a mutant, right. but he's not. <laughs> All of that muscles, that's it? It's not that, mutant muscles? That's not, not mutant, mutant muscles. muscles. That, that's magic power, man. Ooh, it's not muscle. even roids. It's all magic. Okay. Magic muscles. Magic muscles. That sounds like a cleaning <laughs> product, doesn't it? I'm just saying. Use magic muscle. Good. Get rid of the toughest stains. So, arr, arr. so give you some backstory. Mm. Kane Marco, and they never really got into his uh, his mom. Anyways, so his, his real name is Kane Marco, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his dad was working with Charles Xavier's dad at you know at a, at a you know in a research center and working on experiments and experimenting with the atom and other kind of various radiations so this is why they the early days the x-men were you know known as children of the atom because they all thought it was derived the mutation was derived by radiation and 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 just kind of went around that way so charles dad was working with kane's dad um there was uh you know an explosion and he was able to kind of get out he could have saved charles's dad but he chose not to so um because he didn't want to put himself at risk so he didn't rather he could have but he just kind of shafted him so charles xavier we all know he's seen you know the x-men's mansion that's charles's mansion charles come for money charles exactly he 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 got buku bucks dollars 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 rolling with the benjamins right he's got pants, a lot of money and he comes from a very wealthy family so of mm-hmm. course now charles still young age his father's dead um you know his mom's kind of distraught the mom now starts dating Kane's father, Kane's father. Mm-hmm. right? This, this, this uh, you know, the, the richer scandalous. I watched Dynasty. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and and, and it's true, man. Oh my god, that's true. The richer scandalous, man. <laughs> Watch Bridgerton. <laughs> Watch yeah. Bridgerton. That's another show. Fellas, if you don't know Bridgerton, sit down with your ladies and watch Bridgerton. You'll see some scandalous <laughs> scandals. So this is exactly what it was. The rich are scandalous. They got time to be scandalous. The poor, we too busy working. The rich, they can sit around and be scandalous. <laughs> Tea and crumpets. The whole thing is, so Kane's dad starts dating Xavier's mom. They end up getting mm-hmm. married. So mm-hmm. this is how Xavier and Kane became stepbrothers. You know, at the time, it wasn't even that much. So Kane was a couple of years older than Xavier. He was a bully because he didn't like, you know, how his dad would kind of treat him. You know, his dad would like pay attention to Charles, treat him well, and treat his own son a little bit rough. So Kane was a little bit of a rebel. Kane would get into trouble. Kane would get into fights. Kane was jealous and resentful that Charles had money. That mm-hmm. his own, you know, Kane was resentful that his own dad would treat Charles better than he would treat his own son. So this caused a lot of tension within the house. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Mansion. <laughs> Mansion. And, 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 and this is what the resentment would sit there and grow and grow and grow until one day, you know, they had a big fight. So when Charles first discovered his mutant power, so at first, as a mutant on average, you, you, mutants have a higher baseline than humans. And what I mean by that, they're automatically, even if you don't have superpowers to give you super strength or super speed, you are physically fit specimens. You're automatically a little bit stronger than the average human. The average mutants aren't stronger than the average human. Uh, so you got a little bit of strength, a little bit of resilience, uh, speed, reflexes, the whole nine yards. When he was young, Charles's power started coming in at the age of you know 13 when he hit puberty. He's like, Mom, why is my voice cracking? And where's my hair? <laughs> His luscious hair fell out on its own. And, you know, Kane would tease him about that. And mm-hmm. then Charles's power came out where, you know, Kane was thinking something and Charles thought what he was thinking and said it. And Kane's like, wait a minute, how'd you know that? And say that out loud. Are you in my head, you little freak? That's exactly what he called him. Yeah. Right. So he, so they would fight. Charles always wanted to kind of get acceptance from his 
you know, older stepbrother. He's seen him as a brother. Charles was the <laughs> only child. At the time, I know they've retconned this so many times. We're talking the original back in the 60s. So they would do this. And at one point, he kind of got fed up and he said, all right, Kane, you do whatever you want to do. You know, I, I'm not going to bother, right? They, you know, uh, Kane's father, um, once again, there was an explosion at the lab. He had to save the two boys. This time he sacrificed himself to save Charles and Kane. You know, if Kane wasn't so much of a dick, he would have <laughs> stayed with Xavier. But no, they used to fight too much and went separate ways, even though he kind of kept in touch. And then when they became of legal age, you know, they ended up just joining the army. The two of them. Uh, they joined the army and they went right. off to Korea, right? And while over there in Korea, and this is where it was life-changing for the both of them. So at this point, Charles knows he has these powers. He hasn't really gone deep with the powers. I mean, he, he does test himself. He's living a normal life. He doesn't, he, he has a theory there's other mutants out there, but he's never met one at this point in his life, right? right. I know, Rectron, but we're going with the original. <laughs> so Charles... Kane over in Korea, you know, doing a mission uh, for the army, uh, and, and, and it just goes belly up. Yeah, they're trying to get out of a minefield or getting shot at, and they go into a cave. While they're going into the cave, um, you know, something compels Kane to go deeper. Charles is trying to tell him, don't go, don't go. Kane's like, ah, oh, whatever. Kane goes into the cave, sees a big statue with a giant ruby, doesn't understand it. Kane is more of a mercenary mentality. He's like, well, it's a giant ruby. It's worth dollars, dollars. <laughs> right? And, and then takes the ruby and not realizing that that was a shrine to um, Sidorak, the god Sidorak. And that shrine, that ruby, that gem, gave him the powers of Sidorak. Of, 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 turned him into a, a living juggernaut. But at this point, the cave, there's a, uh, there's a, a collapse, there's a cave-in. Um, Kane gets buried. Charles thinks he's dead. Charles just makes it out of the cave before it cl fully collapses because he's further back, so he's able to get to the exit. He thinks, that's it, my brother is dead. I can't even detect his thoughts. You know, can't help him, can't detect his thoughts. Okay, Kane's dead. Charles moves on, and Charles goes, and with Charles' life path, he goes uh, and starts going around the world. Um, that's where he, in his travels, he meets Magneto. This is the first time he's, you know, countered somebody, like, briefly. Um, then he goes and meets the Shadow King, has that whole thing. And in, and in those travels, he meets a young Aurora uh, Storm, right? Because right? she pickpockets him. And this is where he meets the Shadow Lord, you know, and they have the second duel in the cafe. And, and, you know, and then he meets Magneto after, and they almost work together. And then they come up with their ideology where Magneto's like, well, I'm tired of us people being, people being hunted because... You know, he saw what his parents happened with the, the concentration camps. And Charles like, no, you still have to have faith in humanity. Therefore, the big rift. During that time, my boy Kane trapped under hundreds of thousands of, of, of pounds and almost tons of rock. Mm -hmm. Right? But the, the gem transforms him into a living juggernaut. And gave him this cool armor. So if you're watching, you'll see the, mm -hmm. the picture. You know the classic look with the big helmet, the brown, and, and a little bit of red armor. And, and, and you know, he's got like the, the, the brass knuckles or the knuckles on there. And dude is tough, guys. Because of that gem, he doesn't need to eat, doesn't need to sleep, doesn't need to breathe. And he can push, lift over, upwards, past 100 ton plus. Puts him in the Hulk class of strength. So he just casually dug his way out it just took him time <laughs> you know and when he gets out there he's like well i'm free my brother was supposed to be here what happened he didn't even try to save me screw charles oh, look at this son of i like this son of a <laughs> that's right it's like you know he juggernaut went and he's like well i drank milk and milk did all this for my body now look at you puny charles you ignored me dun 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 we're going to have some words. <laughs> you go give him a big five across the eyes. <laughs> and, and that's, yeah, that, that was the start of Juggernaut, my friend. That, 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 that's how it goes. So, and this character, right? So Juggernaut came, Marco, um, and, and he came to Marvel Comics. He was created by Stan Lee and artist uh, Jack Kirby. And then he first appeared in issue 12 of the X-Men in July of 1965. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, he, he was that far back. And, and contrary, I'll say this, contrary to belief, 
as how they portrayed him in the movies. He doesn't need, he didn't need to run then to be impervious. Correct. He just was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, 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 simple as that. He just, he, just he, he was just a tough, bad man. So he's now become the, the avatar of Sidorak. Mm-hmm. You probably heard the name because if you watch Doctor Strange, I think he mentioned in the movie, not so much, but you know, but definitely in the books, Doctor Strange would cast a spell and he would use, okay, I got to cast the spells of the uh, unbreakable bands of Sidorak. So he would draw on that power to bind people in, in you know, a magical like rope, so to speak, for lack of a better term, bands or whatever, but they're unbreakable. Because and that's what right. Doctor Strange was using. He was drawing off that power. The the, the the you know Kane Marco as a juggernaut is the avatar of that power. He's got a direct connection to the source. He's five G material. Source material. Source material. That's right, man. His gem gave him five G with the magic universe. You know. So that's that's the misconception that people think at first that he had to run. No, he was just unstoppable. Right. You can just keep on walking. Nothing can stop him. You know, you can't cut him, can't suffocate him. You know, his only weakness, which is compensated by the helmet, is, you know, telepathy. So that's why Charles is able to stop him using his powers, but only if he's not wearing that helmet. If he's wearing a helmet, my boy impervious. Deep thinking. (laughs) Deep thinking, deep thinking. Listen, the, the great thing about him is because of just reading up and you're finding out, like, he's he's strong already. Okay, so you see him. He's he's the unstoppable, the unmovable juggernaut. That's right. That's right. The man is the man is thick skin. You know, he can take he can take a cup. He can take five across the eyes, take some beatings, and laugh at you type of scenario. But right. the mystical part of this is that he has the juggernaut is able to to create like very like a low status like force field so yeah. basically basically giving them that additional type of invulnerability so you know to any type of physical attacks or anything along that line so, so very few people unless you're literally in his weight class and his strength category has the ability to at least give him some type of damage other than that it's just like a fly bouncing off him yeah this this is this is the mystical part of it so Wonderful because this is this is we're opening up we're opening up this this our session this month with mystical mystical beings mystical characters, as Barry said in the beginning, Kane Marco, aka the Juggernaut, is not a mutant, but he's a mystical he's a mystical artifact. He's a mystical uh, avatar. So it's a great way of understanding that not only is that there's other little you know the the the, the visible the visible. Uh, force shield yeah. basically that he has you know that's mystical that's mystical bound yeah so that's a great that's a great way to make understand like you know what these characters this character is very special so i'm sure barry will get to the point where we can understand that him with his 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 only his only weakness or one of his only weakness is is basically like you're saying under mental attacks exactly that's it that, that's it okay and i mean i know a lot of times it's cool when you needed to have a cool fight and they had to throw somebody in there they would put juggernaut in for a couple of issues right so we know the juggernaut started off with xavier and i mean his whole thing was he just wanted to deal with xavier and, and, right. and he wanted to kill xavier back at the time so he walked over got over from korea um started when he got the powers he started walking and literally walk through the front door. Now, keep in mind now, at this point, the X-Men have been formed. It's the original team. So you, they have the most experience with him. But at the time, none of them can, none of them can hang. Let, let, let's be real. The, the Juggernaut was that strong. So the original team of X-Men, that was Cyclops, Marvel Girl, Iceman, mm-hmm. Angel, and Beast. Yep. That's it. And they got to stop the Juggernaut. And, and, and the X-Mansion, of course, they had the Danger Room. So they're already training. They had their costumes. The uh, Xavier turned his you know, the, the school and put a whole bunch of defenses and weapons on the, like the grounds hidden. So when the juggernaut comes walking in, he walks through the front gate. They're throwing missiles at him, machine gun, whatever. And he's just walking, walking, just walking, not running, just walking, taking his time. It just, whatever's kind of, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. The X-Men went out, trying to take him one-on-one teamwork. I'm going to get you. 
It was mm-hmm. only when they realized that on his helmet, it's got these little nuts and bolts. So they had to kind of freeze those, the rip the helmet off. And then Xavier had to hit him with a psionic blast to put him to sleep. Okay. But you just put him to sleep. That, that's it. He, what are you going to do? He's unstoppable. I, I, I like the character. I think that when they created the character, they didn't realize how strong they made him. Mm-hmm. So it was hard for them to turn around and say, well, okay, we need a good storyline <clears throat> to make it, you know, challenging for the heroes to fight. So every time, most of the times you, you find out he gets, he's fighting somebody, they always bury him and they, oh, well, we buried him. Okay, we can get away. He'll, he'll, he'll be preoccupied for a while trying to dig himself out. You know, that's it. The, the only the only way is it's basically it's a distraction. It's a distraction tactic. You know you can't fully defeat him. We have to slow him down or just basically hold him off while we can just get out out of dodge. That's really what that's really is always the best approach for for, for him. That's yeah. It. Well, that's it. And even when they wrote him, that's why I thought it was like you know. And I'm not. Uh, I mean, I really like the character, so I I I feel they really need to give him a storyline. I I wish they would give him a good storyline at his you know, original power levels without dumbing him down. And I think they could have been used in other mediums. Uh, and, and at times of showing how strong certain characters are, how they've grown, because they might not be able to fight him before, and now they can fight him, but they can't stop him, right? And what I mean by that, I mean, there's a lot of appearances that he's done. And at one point, you know, he came out and he was fighting the X-Men one-on-one. And then another time he comes back and he teamed up with this other guy named uh, Black Tom Cassidy. Because, you know, they're running like a mercenary kind of thing. And Black Tom Cassidy is the cousin of Sean uh, Cassidy. I think his last name is Cassidy. But it, yeah, it was Cass- the original yeah, Banshee. Cassidy. Yeah, the Banshee. Yeah. Right. And so the two of them would fight and end up in, in fights all the time. And, you know, it's almost like Scott and Havoc, you know, the, you know Cyclops and Havoc, their powers mm-hmm. almost cancel out each other. But they would fight. So, but Juggernaut is there. That's the ultimate muscle. And he's not dumb. So let me, let's go through a little thing here. First of all, okay, I mean, He's, he's always been a physically big guy, right? Right. That's from even prior to him getting the power. He's trained in the army. So he's got army training, which means he understands and knows tactics, weapons, uh, you know, anything you would learn in the army. He has that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Then he gets, you know, he becomes the avatar of destruction. <laughs> Just add more grease to the fire, people. That's all he was doing, you know? Just adding more grease to the mental fire. Right. You're not ready for that. And then he does like some appearances. So every time he shows up, I mean, I, if, for example, Wolverine's like, "Oh yeah, we got you, bud." I'm like, "Who are you cutting?" <laughs> <laughs> Not even you, Jackman Wolverine. We're talking the original Wolverine. We're talking like five foot two Wolverine. Who, who are you cutting? Who are you cutting? Like, literally, it's the Juggernaut. Like his name implies power. Who are you cutting, Wolverine? So. Here's here's a couple of stories. I mean, yes, there's one where you know Wolverine thinks he's a little bit big for his britches, as we said before, mm. and, and dealt with him. When I've read different appearances of the Juggernaut, you know what stops the Juggernaut most of the time is the Juggernaut because he just gets I, up and says, "I'm done." That's the part I was I was I was like, "Go I was ahead, letting you go through all the no." Like I, that's what I was saying. That's what that's half half of at least of the times, so the majority of the time, when he the only way to stop the Juggernaut. Is the juggernaut to stop himself when yeah. he just gets fed up and I'm like say, okay, you know what? I'm just tired of fighting you. Well, I'm just fine. We've been doing this for a so I'm just tired. Charles, I'll be back. I'll do with you later. And just and just leave. off, <laughs> leaves. As many times you see Wolverine like, that's it. That that that's it. He's just he's fed up. That's to show you like he you're saying, David. He has no. That's basically that is his. That's his. That is his downfall. If you really look at it as, yes. as a, if this is real, real time, I know this is drawn, this is written, whatever the case may be. But if this is real, real time, that would be his. That would be one of his, one of his stuff. He needs to work. He needs to work through therapy. Yeah. Don't give up too easily. Don't give up. You get tired. You get frustrated. Yeah, he doesn't Not physically tired. Just mentally. Just no, 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 no. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, okay, he gets bored. He gets annoyed. He gets annoyed. Yeah, he gets annoyed. He's like, okay, I'm not done with it. I'm done with this. I'm walking away. Annoyed and t- annoyed and just tired. I'm like. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I, I can't, I can't. And this, just, and yeah. that's my point. Okay, so look, there, there was one issue, and I can't remember the name, the, the number of the issue, or I have to go and dig through the archives, or I have to go and search. There was one time he fought Spider Man. So Juggernaut gets in town, and he just mm-hmm. starts walking. And Spider Man's talking to Madam Web, you know, and the Juggernaut seems, I guess he had a, a contract to go and get Madam Web, and Spider Man sees him, and Spider Man's like, well, I'll stop him. Okay, Spider Man, no. No, no, no. You have the proportionate strength of a spider. Thank you. Peter. Juggernaut, the avatar of destruction. 
It's a good thought, Peter. It's a good That's thought, right. Peter. Kane Markle, once again, has 5G connection to get the power of the juggernaut, you know, from Sidorak. And 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 and, and Strange is on a, you know, maybe 3G when he uses the power to kind of bind people because sometimes they break out of the bands of Sidorak when Dr. Strange cast it because he doesn't have a direct line. That's to show you the connection, That's speed, I like and that. strength. I like that. Right? So Spider-Man goes, I'm going to fight him. And Spider-Man is doing everything to stop the Juggernaut. Most of the comic, Juggernaut doesn't even throw a punch. He just keeps on walking. He's walking through New York. The police show up. Oh, my God, there's a Juggernaut. He just came out the river. Stop him. He walks through the cars. They're shooting at him. He just does. He he just looks and just keeps on walking. You know, as a guy's get out of my way, you can't stop me. Why waste the bullets? (sighs) Spider-Man gets in there, starts punching him. Right? Spider-Man is holding onto his arm and trying to wrestle with him. And Juggernaut just walks through a building and brushes Spider-Man off. Spider-Man blinds him with his webs. Spider-Man, Juggernaut just rips him right off. Said, okay, whatever. Spider-Man's pounding on him. And he even tells him, like, man, you're getting really annoying. And then Juggernaut walks through a building. Just walks through a brick wall, through the building, and comes out the other side. And then all you see is the middle of the building. Is spider? It looked like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. He walked in, he walks out. You see the outline of the body. You see Spider Man lying there with all the stuff on top of him, going, "Oh, oh I gotta stop him!" And it's like, "Guy, you can't stop me." And he gets all the way there, and then for some reason, he just decides to say, "Ah, not worth it." And he goes, "I'm leaving." And he turns around and he just walks away. And he walks right back into the Hudson River, like into the Hudson, not dive into it. He walks into the Hudson River and starts walking on the seabed. <laughs> just to get away because he's annoyed your 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 point earlier you're saying about unfortunately you don't want him to dumb him dumb him down yeah but it's i would really love to see that juggernaut i would love to see i would love to see even if for one encounter and you bring him back as a recurring role some other time in another Marvel movie, as these yeah. movies are supposed to be like comic books where you intertwine and one is here and you yes. come back someplace else. Yes. We really, when, when, when Disney start pulling up and start making these, um, these X-Men movies and everything like that. Right. I pray that somewhere down the line, Kevin Faggy at least have a juggernaut like that, where he is basically unstoppable. And the only person that will stop him is Juggernaut himself. If we get that, to me, it probably take people off because they were like, they won't. Un- those who don't understand him will probably like, I understand. Why did he stop? Because he's annoyed. He's done. Yes. I want to see that to show to show the full power that he has. So much power that is very. It's like, unless you come with a psychic blast attack, and you know what you need to do to 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 slow him down slash stop him other than that you know you can't stop the juggernaut i want to have that character i want to have that character there shown so we can actually go through that and feel feel the immense power of that avatar and then we can see like wow no matter what he's unstoppable yeah absolutely i mean look the x-men had to team up with dr strange to deal with him one time so that's it I, I, i like that issue and then there was another issue and it was the original X-Force run, right? When Rob mm. Leefield was drawing it. And this issue stands out because it's a crossover where the Juggernaut shows in and it's a regular size. I mean, it's a regular format of the comic. But then the following issue when Spider-Man teams up and it's a crossover uh, and, and Leefield drew the whole thing. So Black Tom Cassie's in there, uh, Juggernaut's in there, the rest of X-Force, you know, with my boy Shatterstar, that's what I like the most. The mm-hmm. issue, you had to turn it, the comic sideways and open it up almost like how you do the, the, the Samsung Z fold, right? It, it, the book had to flip up. It didn't go from left to right. It went from top to bottom when you're opening hmm. the comic. And, and you know, Spider-Man's in there. You're fighting Juggernaut with X-Force. They're all trying to deal with it. So that's like, you know, Cannonball, Shatterstar, Cable, right? Right. Yes, yes. You know, um, uh, who else was on that, that team at the time? Oh, uh, um, uh, Boom Boom was on there, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah. oh my gosh, and I'm missing a couple of other ones, but Thunder, you know. Thunderhawk was there. Yes, yeah. Was he on that team? Yes, he was on the team at that time. Yeah, yeah. I'm just so that uh, right now. yeah, it's Warpath. Uh, Warpath, sorry. Warpath, 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 right. Warpath, exactly. You're thinking Street Fighter, but yeah, it was Warpath right, at the right, time. Right. 
right? Uh, so he, they were on the team and they had to deal with juggernauts. So once again, juggernauts fighting, they were doing a hostage situation. They, that's where they brought in the first time the externals, which were mm-hmm. immortal, ex, immortal uh, mutants. So they, they were mutants and they were immortal, but there was a very small society of them. Sunspot was on the, you know, there at the time. So anyways, juggernauts there, Spider-Man turned down, they're fighting. And he goes, juggernauts, like, you can't stop me. And it's like, oh man, we just we just have to slow you down. And then at the end of the issue, Spider-Man turns out and goes, you know what? I had enough of all this kidding around. You know what, X-Force? You guys want to stop Juggernaut? I want to show you how to stop the Juggernaut. And I'm like, you didn't even stop him the first time. <laughs> but but they do, but it was like almost like he, he lacked less. So the whole thing with Juggernaut is he's not stupid. He's not the 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 stereotypical big muscle-bound dumb guy. No, he's a mercenary. He he only goes into it for personal gain, and because he's got the the you know the the gem of Sidorak, he mm-hmm. starts learning on his own more what this gem is, how it ties into him. You know, in later issues, you realize that it, that you know being the Avatar almost influenced his personality a little bit and always kind of made him angry. But he starts to learn more about magic than they give him credit for. Right, right, and you'll see that there's like a nice mini series that came out not too long ago, um, a couple of years back where a five-issue miniseries where he, he talks more about that. So he's not a fool. Mm-hmm. It's just that all the time they do it, it's like, okay, drop a building on him. Okay, he's encased in concrete. It's going to take him months to get out. The Juggernaut is capable of going toe-to-toe with the Hulk. Yes, easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, yeah. Easily. E- easy. And, and easily. I think that's where I was expecting the Juggernaut to go. I was expecting to see him <laughs> more like that. I was expecting the Juggernaut. He's not big and slow. He walks slow because he's walking. When the Juggernaut runs... There's no, he, he moves at top speeds. Right. You know, he's not just the, you know, they make him that way, but I think they really undersold how they wrote him. So he took on the old X-Men, the original X-Men. He took on the new X-Men numerous amount of times. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he, he teamed up with Arcade at one point to get rid of the X-Men. I, but once again, I don't think any writer has really been able to say, well, we got to find a way. We, we could bring in the Juggernaut, but we got to find a way out. Right. One of my favorite storylines it's very short it's a bar fight that's all it is so okay. this is after um uh and if i got my timing right this is after secret wars the original secret wars right where the covers were done and the art was done by mike zek on there colossus you know he before he went to secret wars or got pulled into secret wars colossus and kitty pride were dating right peter rasputin and kitty pride were dating mm-hmm. when he got there he met this other girl, this alien girl, but he couldn't understand her, but he, he just fell madly in love with her. And even Wolverine is like, oh, well, you're playing both sides of the fence, eh? Uh, okay. You know, you gotta, you know, good, you're gonna pay, you're gonna pay, you're gonna reap what you sow. And, and when he got back, he had to tell Kitty that he kind of cheated on her. Not kind of, he did. He did cheat on her, right? You know, and that ended him and Kitty Pride, you know, but they were young, but it, I'm not making excuses. That's all they wrote him. And it was really a good story arc for, for uh, you know, Peter Rasputin. So then, they all go to a bar. Wolverine, uh, so it's, you know, it's Logan, Peter, and Kurt, right? Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. They all go to some dive bar, you know, in their normal street clothes. They get in there. And Peter's always a kind of being down about. He's just walking around being depressed because he's lost a girl he's loved, you know, from Secret Wars because she went back to her planet. He's lost his girlfriend because he cheated on her and she doesn't want nothing to do with it. Yes, yes. That's if Rod, you got it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in there, they go to the bar. And, you know, things start kind of escalating. You know, Wolverines are drinking. He's a little bit of a, uh, you know, he turns the pot, right? And he's in there. And, and then in, uh, you know. Go Logan! Go Logan! Exactly. <laughs> and this guy turns around he, and Peter, you know, is walking. He bumps into this one guy by accident. But he doesn't recognize the guy because he's not in his normal juggernaut armor. He's just in a black shirt and, and jeans, as you can see behind Rod if you're watching. But he's still got the size. So... The guy turns around and then, you know, Wolverine instigates a fight, you know, and, and, and Kurt's like, you know, Nightcrawler's like, what are you doing? He goes, no, no, he needs this. Either he's going to step up or he's going to get his butt kicked and he deserves it. Don't step in. This is all on Peter. What? It's all on Peter. He has it coming. He, he wants to be a, he wants to be a big man. Let him be big man, so to speak. And Colossus and Juggernaut get into a bar fight. Even to the point where when the fight starts breaking down, Juggernaut's like, look, I don't want no trouble. 
I'm just here having a drink. I'm trying to pick up a woman. I want to enjoy the night. Maybe I'll get lucky. Leave me alone. Logan recognizes it was a juggernaut right away. They just thought it was some big yeah. guy. Logan turned around, went uh, and did the yeah, sniff. He's a, and he's like, oh. Oh, I know you. You. Never figured that out. You good. You you do you. You do you. We go stand back here. Beer, please. And these two start going at it. It starts up and then Colossus takes it. He's like, I don't want to hurt you. And, and Colossus is kind of getting big for his britches. And then he takes a, gets a shot. And, you know, the shirt kind of rips. And it's like, why can't you ex-babies leave your ex-punks leave me alone? What? And it's like, oh, it's Juggernaut. <gasps> oh, no! <laughs> All the guy wanted to do was have a beer, yeah. pick up a woman, have a good night. He wasn't even being disrespectful. They started, the X-Men started to fight. And they wrecked that bar. Trashed that place. And when I say X-Men, I can't even say X-Men. I have to say Kane and Peter, Juggernaut and Colossus. Wreck that bar. Demolish it because of their fighting. And even at the end of that fight, that one issue, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, kid, you can throw a pretty good punch. You know what? There's nothing in it for me. I'm gaining nothing from it. You wrecked my clothes. I just wanted to have a drink and this. You know what? I'm not, I don't have any motivation to fight you guys because he's pure mercenary. You're not paying him. He's not worth it. He looks at the barman. He pulls out a big wad of cash out of his pocket. He just tosses it over to the barkeep. It's like, yeah, that'll cover the damages later. <laughs> I'm going to go and find another bar to have a drink. You guys don't follow me. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. He stopped the fight. He made the decision. Like, you know what? I'm just tired. I'm just, I'm just, I just, all I wanted, all I wanted was my two pitching drinks. I just, I want to have some pretzels. I just wanted to talk to somebody. Yes. Don't follow me. I'm leaving. Here, this should cover the damage and gone. Yeah. All that. X-Men's out. More Peter look. Uh, uh, yeah. Peter, you didn't stop him. He stopped the fight. Again. <laughs> To go back and show how powerful this man is. Yes, this is what I want. I want to see something. People may look at it and think this guy is, is a weakling or he's soft. No, he has enough mindset like, it's not worth my time. It's not worth my time. No. Uh, I'm like, uh, I got to talk to this. I got to go. I got to go. And that's it. That's that's what I want. I mean, that is yeah. that's that's a different type of character that you don't see often and now that i'm even saying it i'm really trying to think there has to i'm sure there's others but it's a small magnitude well look of characters who stuff like that yeah well i mean it's almost like ghostwriter the original ghostwriter with johnny blitz right he's possessed by a demon he uses his powers he's got control over it okay fine he's got the avatar of destruction in the marvel universe right he could be throwing down with Colossus and Hulk and Thor. And, and, he's, and he has at times. But the times, I think they got lucky. that They had to write it because he wasn't the main star. Right. right? His, his, his moral code, his moral compass is great. So he's that strong that nothing can hurt him. So he's got military training, as I said before. He's got the powers, you know, of, of Sidorak. Right. And he understands magic. Now, when I say understands it, he understands it. I'm not saying he's casting spells, but he knows how to use it. He mm-hmm. he knows, okay, um, what certain things require, right? Uh, you know, I read his five-issue miniseries, which is called Juggernaut. So in this miniseries, you see how he goes from his classic look to a newer look. They do make him a little bit weaker, but at one point, he's in limbo. Mm-hmm. And when he's in limbo, he goes back to his regular body, you know, regular size human. He, 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 the armor's too big for him. He gets some rope some vines he ties up and he starts dragging the armor behind him you know and he's like okay i know how to, he goes oh i'm in limbo again okay i know how to get out of here grabs it starts walking with it for you know a month or so within limbo he gets to the tree at this crossroads and the tree points has arms pointing out of it pointing in different directions he goes all right i need you to direct me on the way home i understand i have to give something that i really cherish as a sacrifice here take the helmet of the original juggernaut my original juggernaut helmet. Here you go. Point me on the way home. Whoop. Okay. Teleports him back from limbo back to earth, you know, in the, in the USA. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he's, he lost, you know, he doesn't have the power of sitter back anymore, but he knows what he has to do to get it back. 
And in that five years, you know, there's two stories going on. So it's kind of showing you how he got the power back, how he's a little bit weaker, his new look. I like his new look, like the new costume and all that. I like that. It was nice. It was a nice updated look on his, his costume, but it shows how he got the powers back, why he's weaker in that storyline, right? And then how he's finally severed ties with, you know, Sidorak uh, uh, himself. Right. He's like, oh, you want to be my, so you want to be my avatar again? He's like, yeah, okay. There's a reason why that guy, that, that particular god likes giving him the power of Juggernaut because other people have used it. Other people have found it. Other people are trying to get that power back during, while Kane's still around. And all the time, no, he won't give it to anyone else. He'll only give it to Kane. But in this storyline, Kane finally turns around and says, yeah, well, you know what? I don't need you. I have the power, but I'm not going to be your avatar anymore. You know, you, you kind of influence my decisions and make me angry. Boom, I got the power, but I don't need you to power me. So it's cool, but I want I want classic strength, you know, Kane Marco back. They're trying to make him like an anti-hero. Um, but once again, we make him a bad guy. Sorry, make him a good guy to make him weaker. I want him to be classic Kane going through. And, and I mean, he should have been part of like the Thunder uh, uh, Thunderbolts, hmm. um, you know, where, where uh, you know, uh, you know, um, they, they had, the, you know, they, the, oh my God, Norman Osborn formed his own uh, team. And they're all like villains, but they're all acting like good guys to kind of get in. And then they were working for the government and all that. That's something that Kane should have been a part of. I don't know why they didn't pick that character. He would have been great because he's not looking to be a leader. He's just looking to get paid. Right. So in that, even that same storyline I'm telling you about right now, that, that miniseries, he turns around, he gets a legitimate job. He starts working with damage control. And literally what he does for damage control is demolish buildings after superhero fights. So let's say a big superhero fight happens and they fight during a, t- a big building, you know, sky, right, whatever, and, and it gets damaged, but it has to be, you know, cited for demolition so they can rebuild it. Okay, well, instead of hiring a demolition company, they pay Kane Marco the money of a demolition company and he'll walk in and say, okay, and he'll go through and destroy the whole thing and he'll yeah. come out and it's all done in a couple of minutes and it's only one person instead of it taking months to destroy destroy this building plan and everything like that yeah yeah it's done it's done in a couple of minutes and that's his and that's his bread and butter and he's happy with that you know so he's grown as a character past that and even going further i don't do a lot of talking but even going further if you go you know in an alternate storyline in alternate view future there was um there was uh marvel next or, or marvel 2 so you had Marvel Comics and it was Marvel 2. So you had uh, Avengers next. And then you had um, another, you know, uh, um, Juggernaut. But, you know, or, sorry, he went by the title of J2. That was his name. Oh, J2. J2 one. Yes, yes. Yes. So he was the son of the original Juggernaut. The juggernaut. Yeah. So he got his powers and they explained that. And he joined the Avengers in the future. And he's trying to, you know, do good by himself. And he's trying to do good by his dad. His father. Yeah. I, and then finally they bring in the original juggernaut and when they bring him in he's like oh man i'm out of limbo again thanks for bringing me back son you know and when you read j2 you see him in the, his own version of the juggernaut armor mm-hmm. and he always has like a, a plaid shirt tied around his waist and you're like yeah. how did that shirt get there and going through the smaller storylines between the avengers and j2 you realize that when he calls on a power center rack he's not calling it from the avatar he's getting it from his dad so the costume gets teleported on him and that shirt is a shirt that is his dad's favorite shirt so when Kane comes back from limbo back to our plane, you know, he's like, Hey son, you've grown up. I haven't seen you since you're a little baby. I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad to be out. How's your mom? Hey, I love you. And she's like, Kane, what do you do? He's like, no, no, I'm not doing no superheroing, no supervillain stuff. I just want to spend time with you and catch up on what we lost. Son, keep the power, you know? And he goes, only thing I want is, Oh, that's my favorite shirt. Here you go, dad. That, that was it. Yeah. To me, that was a nice ending for this character because you know he doesn't need to come back let him have his swan song and go on mm-hmm. but in between come on you, you try to tell me and they put him on different comics they try him here and there at yeah. one point he joined another team called you know from malibu comics where they went from the marvel universe into a different universe and teamed up with different characters and formed that team but mm-hmm. the, the juggernaut is not how we you know how they portray him in the comic books i love it you know i want him to be back to his original level how they portray him on the movies. Okay, he has to be digital because he is that big. Yeah. Right? But when he fought in, you know, in the Deadpool, in Deadpool 2, when he shows up, 
Juggernaut to me should have been full out. Get rid of the prison outfit. Yeah. Get him in his costume. You know, him fighting Colossus, that was a good fight. But how Colossus went around and juck him up in the eye with that, that piece of metal there, like a brass knuckle, that eye would have grown back, like almost instantly. It shouldn't even happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's that's a good part to, uh, a good thing to bring up because now it's leaning back now on the mystical side of it, that he, that's, this is where it comes that he's in, he's, he's in printable, you know, you can't take shots where, but if something like this, he gets a finger or something get cut off type of scenario, it grows back. Yes. And that's again not a mutant. That's not a mutant state. That's the mystical aspect of it, of making the avatar one whole avatar. You know what I mean? So it has a full power. So I mean, honestly, until you just said that, I completely forgot. They don't do that at often. No. Because again, to show how tough he is, it's very hard to actually hurt him or you know, you know, or, or penetrate his skin type of scenario. But when he does, he does regrow and re, you know regrow that 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 missing limb or missing part. So no, that's completely. That's good again to to bring back full circle. Oh yeah, man. I mean, look. So Juggernaut turned around. And he has a good introduction within the X Men books. If you read some of the you know the Malibu one there, where he, he goes in a different universe, that that's a fun read. If you read mm-hmm. J two, you know, uh, from when they did that line there, that that was a fun read and gives a lot more insight to Juggernaut, Kane Marco, even though it's his son. So I, I, those are storylines that stood out for me. The, the the last five issue miniseries that came out a couple of years back, and uh, well, I mean, a couple of years, um, just recently, and that one, uh, you know, with his new look and all that. I like the new look, but I want him back to his old power levels. Here, here's why I say this: this I see all these movies that are focusing on just the villains, right? For example, all right, there's a movie focusing just on current, uh, sorry, on uh, Venom, and then they did one on you know, Joker. And and they were good. They were way better than I thought they would be. Right. And now they're talking about maybe doing a Penguin one after the Batman movie. And I'm like, okay, but I don't want to see solo villain movies. If you're going to do a solo villain, what I would love to see is one on the Juggernaut. And it doesn't even have to be a movie. Do do it. Marvel's gotten away from their direct-to-DVD, um, so to speak, cartoons. This would be a nice adult-themed cartoon because in his story, Kane has dated She-Hulk. Him and She-Hulk were dating. Not not duped, not mind wiped, not nothing like that. She you know she was a lawyer, but she likes the, you know Jennifer Walters likes staying as She Hulk. He he's Kane. Okay, they they both enjoyed and had their sense of humor and got along really well together. I would love to see that as a crossover going on. I would like Kane more in the mystical realm right. because he knows about limbo. It, it, the only thing I say he needs a psychiatrist because one he's got a short attention span and two he must have you know post traumatic syndrome from being buried every single time people fight him. <laughs> So true, so true. Oh. Again, <laughs> literally, that's what he says. It's like, even in his book, it's like, oh man, don't worry, he's covered, he's being buried again. He, you know, he must be okay with it. And he comes out like, no, no, I'm not. Because <laughs> that's all they deal with him every time. He's, he's just an untapped resource. Yes, yes. Listen, it's, it's, you, you brought up some beautiful points, and definitely is something that. To make it a straight to DVD or straight to to animation movie would be great. Um, give us, give us, you know, show us that background because not only in the, say the mystical end of it, we know that there's always going to be a, a deep connection between him and Charles Xavier. So we yes. will always know that no matter what in the X world, X Men's world universe, we know at least that. He is one of the rogue um, galleries, villains, or you know, oppositions. Yeah, because we're not even we're never going to say he's a villain. Well, nope. he's a villain to a certain degree. He's a mercenary, yeah. but the opposition. He's always going to be one of those oppositions in the X Men rogue gallery that you can say. If you bring out X Men's oppositions, I'm dead sure within the top ten, someone's going to mention. Someone's going to mention Juggernaut at least a couple of times. Someone's yeah. going to mention that a couple of times. And and here's the fear, because a lot of times everyone's looking for the newest guy, the newest guy, the newest guy. So they, he gets overlooked. He, he right. flies under the radar. Here, here's, here's, a good, here's my throwaway at an idea. Mm-hmm. Right? What I would love to see is turn around. Okay, we know what his background is. Okay, go through his history. Do it again. All right, fine. Bet. We're good. Now, let's take it a step further. He's the avatar of a god of destruction. 
right? We know there's multiple different gods within the Marvel universe. Some are good, some mm-hmm. are bad, different pantheons. They're, they're there. We, we right. Heracles, I mean, sorry, Hercules, Thor, mm-hmm. right? The Eternals who are godlike. They are seen as space gods, the Celestials. <laughs> so you're trying to tell me that the God of Destruction has an avatar on Earth. And this is before he's kind of renounced it. Let's just go a little bit old school, right? It's prior to this miniseries that I like from him. Mm-hmm. The avatar of Earth has, you know, I'm sorry, he's the avatar of destruction for this god, uh, Sederak. If you're the avatar of a god, you should follow and do what the god asks you to do. Right? Okay, right. So, okay, no matter what religion you are, you follow, you, 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 if your god says, hey, do unto others and do unto you, be good and, and, and okay, fine. But if you are saved from a god of destruction, he's going to call up and say, all right, look, man, you're my avatar on earth. Why am I not seeing no destruction from you? You should be the center of all destruction. Where are you at? What are you doing? You are my representative on the plane. Do something to make me happy. Because that God doesn't give the power to that person over and over and over again without expecting anything in return. So Cain Marco has not fulfilled what he's supposed to do. Let's go back. Maybe he made a secret pact saying, you save me and I will represent you on earth but he's not representing a god on earth right and, and, and you think that god's gonna be happy so two things happen it's either cain marco's got to step up his game or he loses the power right doesn't want to lose the power he likes the power he, mm-hmm. he thrives on the power so he's in a dark place that he's got to turn around and start wrecking havoc mm-hmm. you know he got a wreck shop and that should be the storyline of you know how they did like for example world war hulk Mm-hmm. Hulk was just pissed off. They got rid of him and he came back and he took over Manhattan. I, I want something that level with the Juggernaut. And, and clearly Juggernaut is, you know, he's the avatar of a god. So Hercules should be in this. Thor should be in this, dealing with him. Throwing the Hulk just for power level should be in this, trying to deal with him, right? The, this, this, the, he's on that plane. Doctor Strange should be coming in there and some of the other mystics within the Marvel Universe trying to stop him. He should be there's an end goal as a god you're like okay well i've waited this long and i made you my avatar for so long this is the item i've been waiting for it is now there someone has found this particular item i want you to get to help me destroy you know my poop imprison me because the god himself has been banished so he wants to be unbanished that should mm-hmm. be the end goal they've not got deep enough with that and that's where that storyline in my opinion needs to go right it's like right. help free me and then you won't have to serve me again, but I'll, I'll let you stay, keep the power. We know God's lie, right? The evil gods always lie. So that's what he's going to say to motivate him and then let him go. Next thing you know, what's what? Juggernaut's on Mount Olympus. What do you mean Juggernaut's in Asgard? Because with his power, he's able to somewhat teleport sometimes and manifest himself. All he needs to do is focus and, and not get bored or just say, yeah, whatever. And he has to get influence. And as a God, he can influence his thought. He does it already. This is why the, the juggernaut was always so angry. He was angry and he fed off the anger by just adding a little bit of, putting a little bit more gas on that fire without really, mm-hmm. you know, Cain Marco realizing it. Cain right. Marco could go out there and wreck shop. Cain Marco could turn around and punch out Thor. He could have kept Thor away from his hammer for more than a minute. Back when he had to hold that hammer for a minute. If not, then he would change back into Donald Blake. He could have done it. He wanted to pick up the hammer, but he could have held back Thor. Thor would have thrown a hammer. <laughs> Let me go. Let me go. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, Donald. <laughs> so he's 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 easily thrown away and underestimated, and that's the problem. They they really need to give him a world level extension, you know, extinction event where Juggernaut saying, "Yeah, I've had enough. This is what's going to happen." You know what? That no one can stop me. I, no, I'm liking what you're saying because that would make a perfect animation movie. Because now you have the ability that you can draw on Hulk, Thor, Strange to help out, you know, uh, Wanda. Wanda. I mean, you can you can pull in a whole bunch of resources, especially now that they're all, at least that many people have already been listed in the MCU. Just given the voiceover, come back and just, and, and yeah. My they did it for what that. if. All those, a lot of those actors came back to do their, exactly. their voices oh, for what if. Exactly. So, right? You know, let's let's get past. I mean, as fun as the line is, right? We let's get past the line of "I'm the juggernaut, bitch." Okay, that was funny when he said it at one time, but let's get past that. Yeah. L- yeah. Come on, yeah. he he he's one villain that has fought 
pretty much most of the people in the MCU at one point or the other. But every time they think they can't beat him, well, they really don't because he just walks away. I want one time for him to give them five across the eyes and say, okay, I've had enough. I'm not going to be laid back anymore. I've got a goal. My God's now telling me I got to go and destroy this or do that. Let's take this to a God level event. Make it make it a crossover that can be centered around Juggernaut. I like that. I yeah. Really do like that. You know, we, we had, you know, events of Atlantis attacks, and that was all through the, the, you know, the annuals of Marvel at one point. And there's mm-hmm. other ones that go through Marvel's, and Marvel had their, you know, yearly annual stories, and they would cross over. Juggernaut is just waiting to have that for himself. <laughs> no, right? So, as I said, live action? No, I know they're not going to do one live action. I understand that. I respect that. Mm-hmm. All right? I, I don't think it would ever come up. You'll see them live action in you know the movies as a small role but it won't make him the main bad guy which i think he should be but mm-hmm. give me a, a decent you know you know 12 comic book miniseries i'd be happy with that give me a animated you know yeah. movie an with hour, him just an going- hour. yeah it, listen that, i think this is so well well thought out that I'd say well thought out that I mean this is a beautiful a, a nice thing we could work on because once people see the results off of that, it's now gonna pique the interest and make them realize like there's a lot of things he, Juggernaut is on is unutilized and can be and can be, you know, put into the godlike, Thor like versus Hulk like levels and just give give the opportunity to see see the only the only scary part on that. The only scary part on that is that if you're going to look in the business sense, the same way that we said earlier, it's to show how true powerful Juggernaut is. Now it's only to show that the strength levels of the others, that they can't keep up with him. So, no. I mean, it's, 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 it's going to be, that's the reality of it. So it's going to have to come down to the point, like you said, they would have to, the mission is for him to, the mission is him to get that goal and get that stone or whatever the case would be for yep. for him. For the opposition, aka the good guy, strange and all of them to realize he's not making destruction for just for heresy. He's doing it for a reason. And if they realize what it is, then they would have to say storm storm strange would have to meet him at the pass or get ahead beforehand to say, This is the rock you want, disappear, whatever. Now you have your 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 end goal is completely gone. And at that point, that's when you see Juggernaut say free and then turn around and just walk into the, you know, walk back and gone and just say, I stopped the fight. Yes. I'm done. My mission is now over. My goal is gone. You made my goal disappear into the another plane where I don't have access to it or whatever the case or destroyed it. My whole mission was to get that stone. Now it's gone. <clears throat> Fine, I'm going back home. And that's it. And that will just show that he stopped the fight, he stopped the event, turned around and went back home. And everybody's like, he, he's, he's, he's not coming forward, he's going back. I guess the fight's won, done, we won. No, technically, he stopped it. He didn't technically win, per se. But again, it goes back to showing that the power that yes. he has and letting everybody know that until you either, you either remove the end goal for him, Yep. Or he makes the decision to stop on his own. It, Those it, are really the only two, the only two criteria. Yeah, don't don't this. downplay him. Don't downpower him. Don't downplay don't him. Down exactly power. what it is, man. I just want to see him come out. Has has a goal, saying, "Okay, you know what? I gave you the power all the time for this because I believe in you, your training, and all that." Um, the smart thing would be is to see him reading like ancient texts and learning a little bit more about the power of Sidorak and, and how he can manipulate it. So they would show how it's written differently, you know, for him to use his power differently than just simply punching and walking, right? I, I You look at, for example, uh, a guy like um, Grant Morrison, right? I like how Grant Morrison mm-hmm. writes. So way back, he started doing his version of the Justice League. And on that version of the Justice League, they went in a few earlier issues, you know, um, Aquaman is up in the North Pole. Or the Atlantic, whatever it is, one of those ice filled places. Mm-hmm. And he's standing there, and all these people are around him, and you know, and they're like, Oh, look, it's the one that talked to fishes. He can't do anything to us. Ha 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 ha. Okay, now a lot of people make jokes about Aquaman, but one, Aquaman can lift up to 60 tons. His skin is resistant to a small caliber fire. So bullets would just, you know, you know, handguns or whatever just bounce off of him. He's got heightened strength, speed, and okay, all that. But mm-hmm. 
Yes. Can he talk to fishes? Cause he has a communication. We all know. Right. But in how Grant Morrison wrote it was he's like, Oh yeah. Aquaman's like, yeah, that's right. People make fun of me because I talk to fishes, but you know what? All men, all men came originated from sea life by that one cell amoeba that crawled out the sea. Therefore we still have a trace of DNA of mm. fish within us. So on that note, and you see him going and he really pushes his abilities and he caused all the people that are around him holding machine guns to have seizures. He triggered seizures in everybody around him. That was the first time I've seen Aquaman use his power that way. And I'm like, mm-hmm. on board. Because if you had that power, you're going to try different ways to test it. So I was just talking to fish. He's like, no, I want to find that part in your body that is, you know, connected to the amoeba. And, and now you're all having seizures. They're all, all on the ground, shaking around and frothing at the mouth. Okay, and I'm just going to keep on walking. Oh, oh, I got a little bit of a nosebleed. Yeah, whatever. I got a little bit of headache. Yeah, it'll go away. Good luck with your seizures. He dropped about 12 guys just while thinking about it. I want that type of writing for the juggernaut to use his powers in different ways that maybe no one's thought of besides just punching and being impervious and running around. I want to see that aspect. And he's smart enough to do it. Kane Mm -hmm. is smart enough to do it. So, yeah, that's my point. That's my point. Any last thoughts there, Rod? Uh, No. um, No, Uh, I agree with you (laughs) on that. No, nope, 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 uh-huh, 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 nope, 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 nope. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, I, I'm definitely, I'm agreeing on it. it. It's a great idea. We definitely walk through a, a great journey of understanding K. Marco, the juggernaut, what he is, who he is, and what he can become. And I like this, and I hope that someone has the ability to hear this. I hope we can spark some conversation and basically get people to start thinking, like you said, Thinking of the juggernaut from a different angle, thinking from a different uh, different way and realizing that, you know what, this this guy has some untapped power, untapped resources that can be used. And once it's explained in this particular manner, we can see uh, we can see a different light and um, hopefully it can reach reach the heights. Like you said, we can we not won't be the only ones, the two of us be the only ones who enjoy it. But anybody else will see this vision and realize that, hey. The, the the ability oh. for the juggernaut to come forward it's is um the man is kicking up he's not even kicking down he's just walking through the door bam i'm here <laughs> that, that's it that, that's that's what it's going to be because literally if we can get the same type of listen i'm just as i said it i'm envisioning it we've seen it in the comic books but you brought it back him walking walking through the gates of uh winchester walking i mean westminster and just yeah. walking through the gates and, and walking through the door and whatever the case would be. Give me that. Give me give me at least a piece of that too as well. Give me a little nostalgia that he's 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 going through the, the X Mansion and you can't stop him. No, you no, can't you stop him. Yeah, and, and I'll give say me this. That. Give me that, give me that visually. Give me that visually. And that's thank you. Thing. Thank you. Exactly. And I'll say this. Okay, so you know I, I I'm gonna correct myself here. So I'm looking through my notes and I realize, yes, yeah, so he was on the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Or sorry, Brotherhood mm-hmm. of Mutants. Exiles, that was that team with Malibu Comics, and, and he kind of crossed over there. He was on right. a new Excalibur, uh, Lethal Legion, X-Men at one point, and he was on Thunderbolts. So my apologies, he was on Thunderbolts. Not in probably okay. the earlier issues I remember, but he was on Thunderbolts. So okay. uh, he was definitely there. And, and and he did have like a, a moment where he turned into, uh, um, you know, he was Captain Universe, got the powers of Captain Universe, that's one of his aliases. And then another one was Kurth, Breaker of Stone. So there's a whole, yes, you know, God. So he got that at that point, but I just wanted it more expanded. I want really not, I want him to be the focal point. Right. I think Marvel can definitely oh, do more by yeah. him and make him the focal point. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of use who's already there and stop trying to make the next big thing. Because sometimes, yeah, some of the new characters that people are creating are great, but you have great ones there that just need a little bit of, a, a little fine tuning, a little, a little tune up. Yeah, and watch and they would, angle. yeah, watch someone look at a different angle, a little tune up. Don't depower him. You ready mm-hmm. to do it? Give him back his original power and let him go. You have no idea what the, the, the oyster, the world's your oyster, man. It's gonna be your playground. So hmm. that is it for me. So, on that note, thank you very much. This is Barry 3D, and I'm sitting here with DJ Rod C. Yes, what. Don't forget, check out all our stuff, take all the links. You know, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast, um, the videos, you know, spread the love. You can find us at all the links once again on, you know, on Barry3D.com. 
that's my website. See me doing my comedy all over and this. And as I always like to say, oh, thank you for tuning in, everyone, again. And, you know, this whole world we talk about was created by a pencil, a piece of paper, and imagination. Keep on dreaming. Route. <laughs> I'm the juggernaut. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I have some brought up. See, I ain't gonna say that word, but boy, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Five across the eyes. <laughs> I gonna grow, but I gonna grow. I'm 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 gonna grow. I'